Welcome everyone to the Thursday, I almost forgot what day it was, Thursday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Crawley. A lot to get to, as always, on the pod. And we are going to start with mortgage demand, which was up despite the fact that rates were also up. Usually, of course, those move kind of, they have an adverse relationship, meaning rates go up. You should see demand drop and vice versa. And refis were down which makes sense because rates are going up. Uh, But that's how well purchases are doing. So overall, total mortgage demand was up 0.3%. I know it's not a lot, but I will take it. 0.3% in the positive. Driven entirely by purchases, which were up 4% week over week. But even that big jump was not enough to get us back to where we were the same time a year ago. We're still 9% lower than the same week one year ago. Refis dropped 2% on the week and are now down a whopping 26% when compared to the same time one year ago. And now the refinance share of mortgage activity has decreased to 62.2% of total applications down from 63.3% from the previous week. And of course, during the boom, the refi boom, it was almost in the 80s. So the refi share of mortgage activity is slowly going away, especially as the refi boom slowly dries up. There's no doubt that's been happening. And as these rates continue to move up, it's gonna happen even faster. Mortgage rates, of course, continued to increase For the week ending October 22nd, 30-year fixed, the average contract interest rate jumped seven basis points to now 3.3%. That is 30 basis points higher than where we were the same time one year ago. The 15-year fixed also moved up, not as much, up five basis points to 2.59%. But here's where it gets interesting because that is still one basis point lower than the same time one year ago. So we're finally reaching equilibrium with the 15-year fixed. The 30-year fixed, it's been a while since we have eclipsed where we were one year ago, but the 15-year fixed has been lower. And now here we are, we're about to reach equilibrium with where we were a year ago when it comes to the 15-year. Now, Joel Kahn, the Mortgage Bankers Association Associate Vice President of economic and industry forecasting said the strong demand for purchases pushed up loan amounts, which of course hurts affordability. Saying in a statement, quote, purchase applications picked up slightly and the average loan size rose to its highest level in three weeks as growth in the higher price segments continues to dominate purchase activity. Both new and existing home sales last month were at the strongest sales pace since early 2021, but first-time home buyers are accounting for a declining share of activity. Why? Well, usually first-time home buyers are going to be at that lower level, and there are few, if none, homes available at that entry level. So no doubt that's going to increase the average loan amount size, as Khan said, and you're going to see fewer first-time home buyers. And we know prices are going up. We've talked about Case Shiller. We've talked about FHFA. We're going to get more data as well. We got some data from the Census Bureau. And it's creating this very weird situation because there was a fascinating poll out 
from Elon University looking at North Carolinians. But I believe that North Carolina is a very good kind of bellwether for what's happening across the country. And so this Elon University poll showed the kind of confusion that is home ownership right now in this country and the way that people look at home ownership and housing. So a majority of North Carolinians are worried about making a housing payment, but they also believe that home ownership is the best way to build wealth, once again, according to this Elon University poll. So respondents were asked if in the last six months they had been worried about missing a rent or mortgage payment. A majority said yes. 27% were somewhat worried, 15% were worried, and 10% were very worried. So of course, yeah, 49%, and I know it doesn't add up equally to 100, that happens with polling sometimes for some bizarre reason, but it does happen. But 49% said they weren't. So you should look at that and say, okay, well, you got pretty much half the country that's not worried. And with what we've seen happen with home prices, that's probably pretty decent statistic, especially when 36% of people in this poll did not own a home. Now, a interesting question was asked if higher home prices, because they did ask, you know, have homes in your area increased in price. And it was kind of funny because like 3% of people said no <laughs> and prices were lower. And I was like, can we, can we do follow-up questions for that 3%? Cause I want to know where they are living. Cause I don't know anywhere that's seen home prices drop year over year. I mean, sure. They may not be as high or might not have grown as fast as other places, but they've dropped. They're lower. I, I don't know. I, mean, I guess maybe if you're like in a super rich neighborhood, because I did. I remember that was one of the interesting things during the pandemic is there was somewhat of a a um, stalling of like crazy high home prices. But I don't know, three <laughs> percent when you're talking about the home prices at that level. I mean, you're talking about not three percent. So I'd love to know where that three percent was. But they asked if higher home prices was a good or bad thing for their family and 45 or excuse me, 47% of respondents said it was a bad thing that home prices have gone up. Now, once again, 36% of respondents in this poll rented. So if you take all of them into account, that only leaves 11% left. And that were people that probably own a home. And so that could be the overwhelming majority of people are renters who are looking to buy. Home prices go up. Maybe now they can't. So yeah, it's definitely bad for them. But here's where it gets kind of bizarre. So they were asked if owning a home was a good way for families to build wealth. And an overwhelming majority, 82% said yes. Only 18% said no. So even though people are like, home prices going up, not good. They're worried about being able to make their mortgage payments. They're concerned about what's happening with housing. But when asked, is housing still the best way to build wealth? They're like, yeah, it is. And I do have to point this out because, you know, being the Yimby that I am, of course, that means yes, in my backyard. It is the complete opposite of the people who are like, no, not in my backyard. People that shouldn't, that are not supportive of development and supportive of building more houses so we can deal with these rapid price hikes because that's how you deal with price hikes, more supply. Basic economics. It's not hard to figure out. People think, oh, it gets very complicated. It's simple. 
you build more. Here's what's fascinating. Here's what's so funny to me about this. So you have 60% of respondents who were asked, or I should say they responded to the question about zoning laws. Would you support changing the zoning laws to allow more houses per acre? 60% said no. But 47%, as I just mentioned, said that rising home prices are bad. (laughs) And so that means you have 13% of people who were like, hey, rising home prices are bad. And then they're like, well, here's how you fix it. And they're like, well, I don't want to do that. (laughs) So clearly you're not that concerned about rising home prices because that's that's the only way. Unless you want to put caps and start putting price controls on home prices. That's the only way you solve it is by building more. And usually in high concentrated areas, it means building more on the same amount of acreage. And 13% of people are like, oh, price is going up or that's a problem. Well, here's how you get, well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want your solution. I posted on Facebook the other day, that great meme where the guy, it's that little, it's that meme where the guy says, I, I'm mad. And then a guy hands him a folder and says, well, here's the solution. And then he burns it and goes, I don't want a solution. I want to be mad. And I, I posted one the other day and the guy says, you know, I'm mad about home prices going up, all these expensive homes. And someone goes, all right, well, here's the solution. And it's Yimby. And he says, no, I, I, I don't want that. I want to be mad at capitalism. <laughs> I, want to, I want to criticize capitalism. And it's, that's, that's that 13% right there. They're like, oh, I'm concerned about this. Well, here's how you solve it. Well, I don't want to do that. I definitely don't want to do that. All right, before we go, we have a lot happening this morning. There's a lot going on. We got the GDP advance numbers for Q3. Those will be coming out. That's big because we're going to see what's happening with the overall economy. And we got initial jobless claims. Those both are coming out at 8.30. And then we have pending home sales at 10 a.m. as well as mortgage rates from Freddie Mac. That'll be coming out at 10 a.m. So we got a lot to... A lot to get to on tomorrow's podcast, but I did want to let you know if you subscribe to my companion newsletter, all of these articles, um, everything we're talking about on the show, it's in the newsletter, as well as what I call good reads. These are things that I that interested me and I thought were good reads, hence the category. And this this shocked me. So the National Retail Federation expects holiday sales during November and December to rise between 8.5% and 10.5%, which would total about anywhere from 840 to about 860 billion of sales. That would mark an all-time high for holiday sales growth. I mean, this is just like nuts. I mean, everyone's saying, oh, we're worried about inflation. We're worried about inflation. Consumers aren't. (laughs) That we have seen zero impact on buying activity. Now, maybe this is wrong. Maybe prices continue to go up and people do slow down their purchases during the holiday. But also, of course, this is looking at total sales and if prices go up, then people could be buying less but spending the same amount of money. And so that could be a factor as well. But it just seems like there's this disconnect where everyone's like, oh, I'm worried about inflation, but we're not seeing any decline in consumerism. I mean, consumer confidence was up last month or this month, I should say. So just weirdness, weirdness all over the place. Um, Oh, and... Home prices heading in to 2022. According to the latest data from Fannie Mae, the median home price is expected to rise 7.9%, which is, of course, way down from the almost 20% that we're seeing now. But 
very high looking at historical standards. So yeah, cool down, but not an ice age, not at 7.9%. That's still pretty hot. And that's what they're looking for in 2022. All right, we got to go. You guys enjoy your Thursday. I'll be back here for the Friday, a special Friday edition of Markets and Mortgages. Like I said, you guys enjoy your Thursday. And as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. 